Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite, Casey Phillips and Scott Smith here. And we still have some exciting news to get to. We, we did the show last week right after some of the flurry of free agency moves, but we know that free agency is not just one day, still moves mm -hmm. happening. So we know tons of questions probably from you guys of all the different moves that have been made, what they could mean. So make sure you submit all those questions right now under the live video in the comments section. And as always, we love hearing where you're watching from when you ask those questions. So as we give people a chance to submit some of those questions, I wanted to just go ahead and start with your opinion of some of these moves that we've made and, and the ones especially since last week's show. I know that we've, we've had three major mm -hmm. additions to the team, yeah. but then maybe we can even start with the fact that we know now Ryan Fitzpatrick True. has officially signed somewhere else and what that can look like. Right, that's good for like. Ryan. It looks like he has a chance to start in Miami. They could still draft a guy, mm -hmm. but that could be one of those situations where you bring in the veteran, the steady veteran, and that helps you with the transition to the young guy. Right. Um, I think, you know, we all are happy that Fitz is getting that opportunity. It was pretty clear that he wasn't going to be back for a third year when at the Combine, um, uh, Jason Light talked about how they would probably just target one of them, one of the Ryans, and that being Ryan Griffin and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. And also that Coach uh, Aarons didn't really want Jameis having a guy behind him that he'd have to worry about, you know, that if anything goes wrong, maybe they're going to make a switch. So that seemed to point to Ryan Griffin, and that's what happened. So Ryan Fitzpatrick is a Dolphin now. But as for the Buccaneers, uh, you know, this probably could have been somewhat anticipated going into free agency, given that the salary cap situation was relatively tight, certainly different than what we've been used to in recent years. Right. And as we know, they can do some things. They can renegotiate some contracts and some guys are released or like the Deshaun Jackson trade. You can create cap space, but still you're working with more of a budget than usual. And with that in mind and also just the idea of maybe one of the better ways to handle free agency is is to look for those value signings and that's what the buccaneers have done they've signed six guys but they weren't any of those really huge contracts that came out the first two days like some of the departing bucks got like Quan alexander and adam humphreys um they have signed most of those guys to one-year deals which uh depending on where the player is in his career they often call that a prove-it deal right mm -hmm. maybe it's their first chance of free agency they're not necessarily getting the long-term offers they're hoping for, so they look for a good situation, and uh, and they go there, and then if things go really well, maybe they can get that bigger contract the next time around, maybe even here, right. hopefully. So the three guys we've added since last we talked were Shaq Barrett, the outside linebacker, edge rusher type, uh, in a, used to a 3-4 defense, right. played in Denver last four years, and then uh, Kentrell Bryce, the safety from the Packers, and uh, and then Earl Watford, a guard who most most recently was in Cleveland, but really spent most of his time uh, under Bruce Arians in Arizona. So uh, we can talk about all those one by one. I'm sure we'll have some questions about it. But to right. me, th I wanted to highlight the Shaq Barrett signing because I think the best possible signing in unrestricted free agency is the guy just hitting it for the first time, still a young guy, and was probably in a situation where he played, but he didn't get to play as much as he maybe his talents would suggest he should because just of the people on the depth chart around him. So Denver has that awesome three, four front with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And, and they've got several others that aren't coming to mind now. They had a really nice rotation. So he was playing 30% of the snaps there mm -hmm. and he was a productive guy for four years. Now you take that guy, you give him, you give him a, put him in a situation where he'll probably get more playing time and he's motivated to show what he can do. And you could get the guy, the best kind of free agency signing to me is the guy that is going to do more in his new situation than he's done in the past. And maybe just because of an opportunity, because lots of times the guys you're getting in free agency, like let's take Deshaun Jackson a couple years ago. I think he had a, not as good as we, anybody would have hoped, but two relatively productive years for us, right? But they certainly weren't his best years. 
you get a guy, I would compare it to the, one of the very first linebacker, first free agents we ever signed in unrestricted free agency in 1993. Hardy Nickerson came here from the, from the Steelers. He was a good player there, but here he was the guy. He was the heart of the defense, and he became a superstar here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the kind of guy you're trying to find, and hopefully Shaq Bear can be that. Yeah, and he seems very excited to be yeah, here. If anyone's great. watched any of his interviews or when he came and signed <clears> in the building, we've got some of that up on the Buccaneers Twitter account, and he was fired up Good to deal. be here, which is awesome. Uh, I saw a couple questions. I think Gary and Dustin both asked uh, about Kendall Beckwith and what we know about him and when we might know yeah. more. I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of the what for you, but we can get a little closer on the when because at the Combine, um, Jason Light was asked about Kendall. He said he really didn't have an update then, but that there probably would be more definitive information in about a month, and that was very early in March or at the very end of February. So I'm hoping that we'll find some more concrete information uh, in April. And, of course, right at the beginning of April is when our off-season program begins. We can start a week earlier than other teams because we have a new head coach. Now, they'll be easing into it the first phase, the first few weeks is just basically workouts on the field, but we may get some more of a feel from that. Is he out there? We may get to talk to coaches and players, so hopefully the first few weeks of April will give us more indica indications on guys like Kendall, but at the moment, we don't have any real update to share. Okay. Uh, Brandon asked, why are we signing as many safeties as we are, and are we turning any of them into corners? Well, I think that saying that would indicate that he that person brandon you said mm -hmm. maybe uh, assuming that we're going to sign a guy that was reported visited here clayton gathers from the colts because otherwise we've only signed one uh dion unless you're counting Dayon but cannon uh who really played more linebacker and probably would fit in he can, apparently can play safety he can play linebacker he says he can even edge rush a little bit but i would think you would probably think of him more as a linebacker considering what we needed uh and where he played most recently under Arians in Arizona. Um, but if you want to count that, that's fine. Uh, the other one would be Kentrell Bryce, who we signed from the Packers. Now, what I would point to you is the safety depth was really, really low before that because you had signed, you had Justin Evans and Jordan Whitehead, and that's it. And those two guys could be your starters for a long term, but I don't think that's 100% set in stone yet. And then you have Isaiah Johnson, who kind of got to play a little bit last year, who's an exclusive rights free agent, um, who's that means he'll probably be back because we tendered him and that's really it on the safety depth chart before these moves uh, you could count MJ Stewart because they're considering playing him at safety this coming year but that's certainly no sure thing so I don't think there was much depth at safety at all before these signings so I think you're just getting back to a normal level now and I think that they would like to have competition for those young guys they'd like to have guys that have starting experience like Bryce has and they just like to have more options you know because for one thing as we've seen around here we don't seem to make it through any season with just two, two or three safeties. That, that position tends to have some attrition, and you end up going through a lot of guys, as we have the last couple of years. So I think it was necessary depth, right. actually. Yeah. Um, Rodney said, I've heard some media outlets say that we don't have the salary cap space to sign the upcoming draft class. No. Uh, do you agree with that, and do you see a major move to free up cap or possible contract restructures? Yeah, I, that's not an issue. I mean, that's already factored in, and – I mean, what, what is the, the idea that we just wouldn't have enough money and then we wouldn't sign those guys? Has that ever happened? That's not going to happen. Yes, you, you – in fact, you, you will have to create cap space if it's not there. You, you just – the NFL will force you to. So there could be some more moves coming, but um, they've already done some. I know as we reported some stuff that they did with Bo Allen and, you know, some of the other uh, cap moves – I mean, some of the other roster moves that we've made uh, would help as well. So uh, that's nothing to worry about. 
um, I think it's Kayvon, I hope I'm saying that right, uh, said, what do you believe the team's needs are in the draft now after free agency? That's a good question. And uh, for the Buccaneers, has it really changed a whole lot? I mean, we have addressed sort of the, the uh, two, the second and third levels of the defense, but there have been no new additions along the line. Um, I mean, if you count Shaq Barrett, I guess that's another edge rusher, but I certainly don't think that erases the need for defensive line help. And even not just go beyond the word need, this draft is so flush with just potential blue chip edge rushers. And as I've said on here several times, those are so hard to get, and you're not in position to draft them very often. And there's three or four or five teams that are going to reap that bounty this year, and the Buccaneers could certainly be one of them. Uh, as far as the offensive line goes, um, you know, adding Earl Watford gives you another guy to potentially work in the competition for right guard there. Um, you know, when you're drafting fifth, you're usually not drafting a guard. I know Washington did with uh, Max Scherf. Is it, maybe Max isn't his first name. But anyway, Washington drafted a guard, uh, Scherf, a couple years ago, and everybody thought they would convert him to tackle because they took him fifth overall. Right. But they've left him a guard, and he's done very well. But for the most part, if you're picking a lineman, Fifth, you're picking a tackle. We haven't changed anything there, right? Right. Um, I don't think we haven't added a cornerback. So, no, I, I don't think really that free agency has changed the Buccaneers' top priorities in the draft to this point. Okay. Um, I've seen a few different questions about the idea of how we're signing all these guys to just one-year deals. Um, and <coughs> Michael asked, what does this say about the confidence in the team or the players for one-year deals? Um you know, in general, I've just seen a lot of people asking, the point. "Why are why are all these people getting signed to just one-year deals? Is it just kind of prove it Some deals? Yeah. And you know, what are some of the pros and cons yeah. to having a bunch of guys on short-term deals?" Well, I think there's a, the the obvious pro is that you have a lot of flexibility, and um, I'm not speaking specifically about any one of these guys, but just because they get signed now doesn't necessarily mean that they make it or have a prominent role on the team. I think obviously we're hoping all of them do, right. um, but there's still quite a bit of competition still to go. And if you got the guy on the one-year deal and it really doesn't work out, then y it's it's easy to get away from, right? And then from the player standpoint, as I mentioned with Shaq Barrett, some of them is what you call those prove-it contracts mm -hmm. where maybe what they want long-term isn't out there, you know? Right. And, um, and so they take a good one-year deal and then try to make the most of it and then they'd be on the market again. And, and, and you know, like, let's take, um, we signed um, Brian Anger. I know we released him, but when we originally signed Brian Anger, it was a one-year deal. And he had a really good first year with the Bucks. and in December they signed him to a new multi-year contract. Right. That's the kind of thing that could happen with any of these guys. I don't think that, I certainly don't, I heard the word confidence, in any way think that signing guys to one-year contracts indicates a lack of confidence in them. Otherwise, you just wouldn't sign right, them at right. all. Um, Mark asked, do you see Chris Godwin playing more at the slot? Yeah, I think that's probably the case. And we've talked about this a little bit. The Bucks' answer in the slot could be uh, uh, kind of a by committee, right? It could be a lot of different answers for what the Bucks do in the slot. You could play O.J. Howard there potentially. But I think Chris Godwin would operate nicely out of the slot. And, yeah, I think they would do that more with him. Than, than before because Adam Humphreys obviously was taking almost all those snaps mm -hmm. as you would expect because he was very good at it and and uh, now that you have Chris Adam's not here and you have those snaps available one option of course would be to take Brashad Perryman have him as an outside guy and that's your speed guy and you know in the same way that Deshaun Jackson pulls coverage away fr from the, with his speed Brashad Perryman could be the same and you have Mike Evans on the other side and then yeah Chris Godwin would be a good choice in the slot Godwin just seems to be the right size and talent to kind of be able to play anywhere, right? Right. Which is a nice thing to have. 
Uh, Michael said, is Noah Spence still a factor with our need for linebacker? Yeah, well, it's certainly what it does, and I'll borrow a word that Jason Light used, it, uh, it doors. It opens new doors for Noah Spence to potentially get that career back on track. So at the very least, I'm sure that we were going to head into training camp hoping that he emerges as a big-time competitor for snaps there at the out outside linebacker because he seems to be the right size and fit of an athlete for a 3-4. So that doesn't prove anything, of course. And right. uh, But he, he showed a lot of talent in his first year. He was a high second-round draft pick. Um, there's talent there, and, and he's going to get the opportunity. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Rodney said the past few years the Bucks have traded back in the draft. Mm -hmm. When is the last time they traded up to grab someone they really wanted? Oh. I knew well, we've done it a lot, actually, but I think he probably means first round, right? Probably. but uh, That was probably Josh Freeman. Then we traded up two spots, I believe, the year we drafted Josh Freeman. Uh, we've traded up actually quite a bit in recent years in around like third and second and fourth round to make sure we got guys. Alan Marpet's a good example. I think we did the same thing with Alex Kappa last year. Uh, we, we, Jason Light has shown that he will make those moves in the middle rounds to get ahead of teams that he thinks are a danger of taking this guy that we really want badly. And, you know, you end up using – like you'll end up using a sixth-round pick to move up ten spots from the third to the second or something like that. And to me, that's actually good value because the hit rate of a sixth-round pick isn't all that high. Right. Uh, so if we're talking about trading up, we've done it quite a bit, uh, but I think that that guy probably means in the first round. And, you know, I, let's see, Josh Freeman was 09, and we did trade up a few spots for him. Uh, 10 was McCoy, 11 was Claiborne, 12 was – we traded back a little bit in 12, 13 we didn't have one, 14 was Evans we didn't have to trade, 15 was Winston we didn't have to trade, 16 was Hargraves we traded back a little bit on that one, 17 was uh, – we oh, OJ, mm -hmm. we just stayed put. Stayed put yeah. And then last year we traded back. So, yeah, Josh Freeman would be the last time. That's crazy. All right, we'll close with this one. Michael asked, does Justin Watson have a shot at more playing time with this new wide receiver room? Yeah, well, simply because of the subtractions, he'll get a shot. Um, it's He didn't get to play enough last year for us to really have a good idea of what role they might consider for him. He's always compared in body size and, and the style of his game to Mike Evans. And I think that's where he got most of his snaps here and there when Mike Evans came off the field to get, you know, to because he was winded or something. Uh, so he seems like the kind of guy you would put on the depth chart behind Mike Evans and years to fill in when he's not available. But maybe there's more to his game that we'll discover. We just didn't get to see enough of him last year. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. For more information on the draft, we're about to shoot our next edition of Road to the Draft. So stay tuned for that to hear about all the updates now that free agency has happened and what we think that means for the draft. And we'll see you next time.